Live from the horrible Huntington Beach hellhole. And coming to you live from the booming metropolis of Kirbyville, Missouri, this is Roadhouse. Population of four. Population of three cows and one roadhouse. <laughs> Who are you again? I'm Brian Black of BringYourWallet.com. This is Roadhouse of YellowDogNetworks.com. Ryan, what is your perception of how the world is going right now? Um, I'm watching DoomTube and uh, see a lot of anger. Not enough NextCloud. Man, that is true. I've been kind of upset with a couple of things that Dropbox has done to me lately. And mostly it's just file syncing issues. So I've been trying to use NextCloud. Why would you ever consider using... Well, sync conflicts. Oh. Dropbox is pretty good at that, though. They are pretty good at that, except for when you sync things like a one-password vault. And unless you're looking at it from a desktop, you do not know that you have a sync conflict. Have you ever actually had that um, result in a problem with 1Password? Because I uh, haven't had any problems like that. Well, the pro- the only problem is that I will update a login, and I'll be updating a login while I have it open on my phone as well. And when I do that, it will never update in the uh, on my phone. Oh. But you don't have Dropbox doesn't give you an indication. And thankfully, because if you had all sorts of notifications coming from Dropbox 24 hours a day, you'd eventually ignore them. Yeah. But I don't, you, you just don't know you have a sync conflict until you see that there is a sync conflicted copy of, uh, I believe it's a JSON file or something. And you can only see that from desktop. All right. So here's the part I don't believe. I don't believe that NextCloud is actually going to solve that for you. I don't believe it is either at this point. But that was the reason that we initially started talking about NextCloud from my perspective. Or at least it was cool, and I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll use a local file sync with NextCloud to sync my 1Password vault. That's not going to happen, but it led us down a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. We've been buried in this rabbit hole for at least two weeks now at this point, have we not? Yeah. It's great. It gives you your own private imager, your own private Dropbox, uh, paste well, sort of a paste bin, Google Drive, some of the Google features. There's a word processor and some other stuff. Calendar, mail. Have and there's a lot of, of uh we've I think that we both kind of messed around with both of them, but that drop it plugin has seemed to be the most useful for me. I know the other ones exist and we've messed around with a couple of them, but uh, just the file sync seems to be good. Yeah, especially if you use it on device, like just, I mean, on within NextCloud and not through external storage. Correct. It seems like, uh, I mean, I've had issues trying to link it to Dropbox, just, you know, just, just playing around with the features. But when I've shared files, well, I'm not even sharing them. When I've synced them with myself from my phone to my iPad to my computer, it is it has been absolutely flawless. The, the issue that we had where comments are sandboxed Maybe not sandbox, that's probably not the correct word, but where comments only show up on the server, on my server, if I upload a picture to you and write a comment, you can't see that. That's kind of frustrating, but other than that, it's been pretty easy to share files, has it not? Yeah, it's been pretty easy. The cool thing is we can both kind of run our own Google Drive or Dropbox, and they have this concept of federation that lets us link them together, and... um. It's nice that that exists, 
but it's really fucking slow. It is really slow. I, it seems like kind of the direction we're going with this is that it's cool to sync files to ourselves with the occasional <laughs> yeah. ability to show a picture from my server to your server. It doesn't seem to me that we've got it down yet or that it's functional enough to do that regularly, at least the way that we're used to being able to share pictures. Yeah, you definitely need to have anybody you're going to be working with when you're using NextCloud for something like Dropbox. You need to have them all on your server, on your NextCloud as their own user account, because that's the only yep. time that it, it shares files rapidly, the way you expect it to work. And one thing I haven't played around with, and maybe you have, but have you played around with the concept of using guests so they don't have to go through the process of registering on your server, but they can share files or receive files as a guest? I haven't done that yet. It seems like a cool idea, but then I thought, why don't I just like make the file public? So I don't really see the use case for it yet. I don't either. We haven't, I mean, I haven't really messed around with uh, sharing with a bunch of people yet. And I don't, I don't really know that I have a need to, it's just more at this point, we're seeing a proof of concept that it is possible. And that at some point pulling it out of your bag of tricks may be helpful. Yeah. We're talking a lot about how we use Nextcloud, but how did you install it? Oh, see, that depends on the operating system. Um, with the future replacement to FreeNAS, it's going to be called TrueNAS Core, and I've been using the nightly build of that. That has a uh, Nextcloud plugin, and when you install it that way, they've pre-configured it to be installed and integrated into that jail, that operating system that's in that jail. So when you install add-ons... The add-ons um, don't necessarily install the dependencies, but if the add-on that you've installed into your next cloud, your next cloud instance in that jail needs a dependency, then you've got to go into the command line and install it. So you're kind of managing it yourself. I only had a problem with that once, but the uh, advantage of it over the Linux way that I've been using is you've got built-in snapshotting because it's all FreeBSD when you're dealing with TrueNAS. Um, so at that TrueNAS level, you can snapshot the jail and then make changes. And if you screw up anything, you can just revert back instantly to the, the working version. And then all my Linux systems, I just use a snap in Ubuntu because that's all self-contained. It's basically a change route. And that's the easiest by far. I think so that's, that that's like the official way they want you to do it, right? I think so too. That's that's where I was going. Is that I don't uh, I don't see any way within Nextcloud to do a snapshot or revert revert to something after you you know you mess it up. Some wise sage told me once, "Don't touch it." But, <laughs> yeah. but we're playing around with it, so we touch it. Seems like at the operating system level, um, or for the way that my one instance runs at the VPS level that use a snapshot that you create on the VPS and then you restore Nextcloud back to before you have to unfuck it. Yeah. And those snapshots at the VPS are actually going to be a lot slower 
than like a ZFS snapshot because that's just putting a, a, a marker uh, on the file system. So it's instant. So you'll get like f- full uh, database integrity and everything. I don't have anything that cool. But the way I installed it was I used the Snap Store. And for all of its shortcomings and lack of ability to customize things the way that I thought I needed to customize it, the Snap Store worked just fine for it. I then went and tried to download the offline installer and install it that way, which also worked until I installed an add-on which rendered the entire thing unusable, and then I had to nuke and pave it. You had the same problem as I did on FreeBSD? I had the... I had a, what I perceived to be a similar problem when I tried to install the default plugins in 1804.4, I think, or 1804.2, where the talk plugin had some misconfigured command within the installer that did not work if you installed it by clicking the box install default apps. Okay. The only way I found around it was to delete the entire directory and re-download it. But next time while installing, do not click the button to install default apps. Talk is a pretty cool app to install on the next cloud. The potential seems there to use it for a lot. But like we've seen, the lack of ability to delete chat logs at the database level or at the administrator level of NextCloud seems like a pretty big oversight for the way that we would use it anyway. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much a deal breaker for me. That and once you get like three people on a video call, your system your server that's hosting it will probably take a dump just because it's out of RAM. I think it uses over a gig of RAM to do that when you have like four callers on there. Uh, but the video quality was really high. It had native support in Chrome to capture your desktop so you can present your desktop or present a particular tab or window. That was really impressive. So you could use it as a small scale replacement for Zoom because you could create a, a chat in talk and then make it a public link. So people are just instantly in a chat room and then they can connect to the video call portion and see your presented screen. You're saying you have the ability to do that independently or is this, or is this assuming that everybody is already a user on your server? Now you can do that independently of uh, the people being users. You can make a public chat room. Which is and pretty it would nice. just it would just be a simple link that they followed. They went to a web page where they were yeah. in a chat room with you. Okay, well that, yeah, that's huge. And the fact that Nextcloud is free, unless you want the paid support, it seems like that's a pretty good option. I haven't, I haven't messed with that part yet. Yeah, well, a lot of our Nextcloud setups have uh, really restricted firewalls, so it doesn't work for a lot of us. But I have one that's completely public and. That definitely works. I haven't scaled the chat room out, though. I haven't like seen how many people get up talking at once. I'll try that sometime at a LAN party where I can tell everybody to join it. Or maybe I'll start talking yeah. about it on the show. And see if everybody will join your public server. Is that what you're seeing? To see how, how large yeah. you could get it without the instance being extremely expensive? 
I don't know if I want that many random people on a logged chat server. Kind of don't want to know what they're talking about. Do you have a disclaimer, though, when you join that the logs are there and you can't do anything about it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all we kind of can do at this point. If you look at the GitHub pages, there are a lot of uh, requests for the ability to delete chat logs. And I don't know that it's planned or anything, but it seems to be something that we're not the only people that have talked about this. Yeah, that's a lot of toxic waste to be holding. I don't want that. So what do you think now after we played with this for two weeks in various forms? What is the most useful scenario so far that you found for having a working Nextcloud instance that someone could connect to? Is it sharing files with yourself or do you see the ability to use the talk app to share your desktop as more useful? I mean, it's funny that you say that. I still <laughs> I still don't have a real use case for it. I can theorize one that I'm not quite there yet. Um, I think that it works really well to run this in a VPS uh, like AWS or Vulture because you can make it public. That's also kind of risky. Um, the thing that I foresee being kind of useful is when you have your own, when you self-host email, when you have your own email, you could make, you can add the mail app into Nextcloud and then your Nextcloud is now your, uh, your mail front end like Gmail. And then while you're in there, you'll probably be more likely to put files into the file browser area. And then because it's there, because that's where you're storing your stuff now, right next to your mail, you're probably more likely to share links from there because you wouldn't want to go through the trouble of re-uploading it, like download it and then upload it back to Dropbox or something. It'd be easier just to link people to your, your site. So that's my prediction for me. I see that as extremely useful because when you do that, you control the maximum file size. You're not limited to trying to make something under 50 megabytes like for some email providers. Yeah. You would ha- you would have the ability to control the sharing and to a certain extent the distribution of the file because you could always unshare the link. It's not like you could take it down after someone downloads it, but you could at least unshare it and you wouldn't be looking for an email to delete and asking people to delete emails. I can see that being really useful. Yeah, you can set the... Uh the policy for link expirations. So anybody else who uses your next cloud by default, their links would expire within a certain amount of days or hours or something. And then you can always customize it. And I love that. I love expiring links because you don't want that stuff lingering. No, you definitely don't. And through that, I could see people starting to be like, Oh, well this front end is pretty useful and using it for outside of Gmail. Or outside of using it as the front end for their email client. Yeah, and technically, and now that you say Gmail, you could connect to Gmail through IMAP in that Nextcloud front end. I know Gmail is still hosting your email, but you're gonna have to transition at some point. Um that would put you right that would put your mail right next to your file storage, all on the same website, just like Gmail, even though you're still using Gmail. That'd be handy. Yeah, but and if you have an independent 
uh, group of files that you're hosting that you don't necessarily upload to your Google Drive, you would pretty easily be able to share links from there. Yeah. The thing I'm encountering problems with is using external storage with xCloud. I had a pretty good solution, and that was put the Nextcloud instance in Amazon EC2 and then use S3 as the storage backend using mounting it. It takes care of it in the background. You just set up the credentials and it does its thing. And that seems to work pretty fast. When I've tried to attach uh, other services over the internet, like even my own local Nextcloud instance as external storage for the remote Nextcloud instance, that's slow. If I uh, drag and drop a one gig video in there and I wait for it to upload, there's like this five plus minute processing time and I'm not even sure what it's doing. And that's next cloud to next cloud, which I think is just web dev, but still it seemed, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just, um, I, I kind of chuckled there because I remember me talking about it. We were talking about, a. Uh, I was, we were just playing with various apps. And so I, I downloaded a copy of my iPhone contacts and I synced them to Nextcloud. And it completely brought my server to a halt. How many People contacts? Were, there were, it was 2,800. So, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely irresponsible with my address book. I've been carrying That's the same one around for still, this shouldn't, shouldn't take a server down. There's some no, inefficiency in that process. There's definitely some inefficiency because when I create, that's the whole, that was the whole point of creating the local instance was creating it on a multi-core server with not unlimited RAM, but more RAM than you'd ever suspected used. And it wasn't any faster. (laughs) And then attempting to upgrade the VPS to a state where I could not take it back to where it was before at a way higher pricing tier. And it wasn't any faster doing that either. That's why you take snapshots because just restored the snapshot to a new instance and it was like it never happened. Just had to point a DNS record to the new IP address. So overall, I feel like it's been useful for us to mess with this or mess with Nextcloud and find some ways that we can use it. At this point, I don't feel like it's going to replace any portion of iCloud or any portion of how I use Dropbox, but it's functional and it has some really cool features. I am more invested in Nextcloud now more than ever because I was using Apple Music. I was using the Music app on iOS, also I uh, the Music app on macOS. And I know this will probably never happen again, but and particularly with Apple, but they put up this like message on my screen that I couldn't close. And it was really weird and out of character but I, I canceled the service because of it and if something like that happened to iCloud Drive I'd be in the same boat they can just force changes to their platform without even having to uh, have an update to the app things that that you don't want. So uh, I'm definitely looking to diversify where I'm storing things, where I'm listening to music, 
because I pretty much have everything in Apple's platform. And for the most part, it works well enough, right? But you have situations like that and you really want to take a second look and be like, okay, even if this causes me an extra click or two a day, can I transition to something else or is something else at some point going to be a viable alternative to where I am not completely invested? Although it is pretty simple to be in, have a iCloud drive set up, everything syncing through iCloud. When you get a new device, you just plug it in, put in your password and it restores pretty much everything to a functional state in just a few minutes. Yeah, there's no replacing that. But that is one single concentrated point of failure. Not like your information isn't several other places. But we get pretty used to and we get dependent on that service working flawlessly, do we not? Yeah. As soon as there's an outage, it's uh, pretty disruptive. It's very disruptive. And so we look for these new solutions. Although... (laughs) These are more my solution. My homebrewed bullshit is definitely going to go out a lot more. I'm going to have more outages and problems that I have to solve now because I'm making my own headaches. But I realize that. So I'm going in knowing that. Yeah, you're not you're not going in, you know, expecting to have a multinational team of engineers working to make your experience flawless with multiple redundant copies across the internet with one service you subscribe to for $10 a month or less. Yeah. Instead I'm paying more money having to do this by hand and, uh, unfuck any problems I have. It may end up not being worth it, but some parts of it will probably be worth it. Not every part. The potential is there, though, for it to be extremely useful for specific scenarios at this point, man. I don't really know. Maybe tomorrow someone will ask me a question that says, hey, can you send me this file? And the fact that I've got NextCloud synced to a desktop workstation that I use, an iPhone that I carry around, and it runs through a VPS that for mostly I don't have to touch the VPS. That doesn't mean the NextCloud is going to work perfectly, but I don't have to touch the VPS that I might be able in one case to send something to somebody and make all of this headache worth it, worth it. Or it may not. Either way, we've messed with a new service for a couple of weeks now and seen some ways it could be potentially useful. You know, you just made me think of something you said. Um, I don't remember exactly what you said. Something about, uh, I can't remember exactly what you said, but it made me realize maybe I'm using external storage incorrectly with Nextcloud. Maybe I should be adding things to the external storage directly, not through Nextcloud. Maybe Nextcloud should just be serving what's attached to the external storage. Do you know what I'm what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know I know exactly what you're saying and man, that's a that'd be a hard sell for me. I want the but Here's I, the scenario. I want to, okay. Go on. I have my public Nextcloud and I have it set up so that um, I have a local Nextcloud set up as external storage. I think the thing I'm doing wrong is I've been adding stuff through the public one uh, back down to my private one, my private Nextcloud, trying to use it as as external storage. 
what if I should just be using the on-site Nextcloud as the storage directly? Because, you know, it's going to just react faster. Everything's going to work right. And then if I need to share something, go over my public one, which is which is viewing the shared uh, private one, and then just share those things out that way. I bet that would solve my problem where I, you drag in a one gig video and it takes like 15 or 20 minutes. I bet it would be uh, like two minutes. I bet it'd be way faster. Yeah. For that scenario, definitely because your local machine is going to be done getting the file and all the public next cloud needs to know is that it exists and to possibly show a preview. Exactly. Yeah. I That's think I've been doing a- this in reverse. But that's not exactly a that's that's not the bill of sale you get by reading about next. No, month. yeah, I it's didn't probably, expect to have to use it that way. I I mean maybe there will be an update that will make things faster, or maybe just we're just kind of at the limitation of the fact that for this speci- for that specific scenario, or say a large PDF file. I know how you love those things. Oh, we're yeah. at the mercy of the. CPU cores that we're paying for for with servers and the speed of a modern LTE connection. But I I was banking, not banking. I was thinking that we'd install these next cloud servers. We'd get them up and running and then I'd instantly drag and drop things. And it would be like Dropbox. Except federated. It is exactly like Dropbox when we're using the same domain name. When we're using the same server, yes, it works that way. But I know what you mean. Yeah, I thought that we could federate and it would work like a federated Dropbox. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. I just think that our implementations aren't doing it. Maybe as a whole, the service doesn't do it yet. But ours certainly isn't working that way. It, it could do like one is. image, but it takes two minutes. And and what was the issue where I, I had to rebuild my uh, VPS and Nextcloud instance? And do you still have those shared files that never disappeared? Yeah, I do. You, you shared some, some images of like hot dogs or something to me. And you disconnected the server and the shares are permanently showing up there. But I can't access the files. They're and you just, can't remove them, correct? No, they're orphaned. They're orphaned and they're locked. Yeah, that was definitely a learning experience that I probably should have unshared and deleted those before just rage quitting the VPS and restoring from a snapshot. That's such a stupid failure scenario. (laughs) Why does it happen? (laughs) We get some, we get next cloud running. I get mad and rage quit. And you're left with orphan files that you'll never be able to get rid of. No, I just have to stare at little thumbnails of hot dogs. The funny thing about that is, is that I don't have that issue with my rebuilt Nextcloud. Yeah, it's permanent on mine. It's a scar. Well, there's definitely some growing pains in learning how we're going to use this or make it practical or make it... It's it's already functional. It's just I I don't know. I I feel like I may be expecting too much of it. I'm using it on a six dollar instance where I, I also run other services. 
and it works to share files when you create a user on my server and I create a user on your server and it's it's flawless. It works to share files between servers, just not quickly. <laughs> the notifications are kind of wonky when they decide to show up and when you take action on them. That's the cool part that that even works. But it is a little wonky, yeah. I still like I, I look at the I look at the things that when you're looking at the interface from a web browser. I see the things that it looks like you can do and I so very badly want them to work perfectly between our federated servers at the speed of light. Like commenting, uh, commenting between servers, between federated servers. That's a documented issue that is set for release. I don't know if it's set for release in 19 or it's been pushed back, but it is something that appears to be on their roadmap. Being able to use the talk app between federated servers just by opening up the app on your phone or clicking on someone's name in the contacts app. I mean, that that's another thing that is on the list. I mean, all those things, they just, they look like something that would make Nextcloud it would really make it shine for a minimal use case for us, but maybe maybe we're just not using it. We're not holding it right. <laughs> yeah, that's a great iPhone reference. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if I need to jiggle the handle differently to make shared files work correctly, or not correctly, but work quickly. Or not, but it's sure not quickly, especially when you enable all the encryption options. I want to benchmark that. I want to know if it's any slower because if it's not, I kind of want to have it enabled. I've definitely got it enabled. Um, the web, the admin panel in the web browser acts like you can uncheck it, but the next time you log in, it will be rechecked. And according to the documentation, the only way to disable that is to go into the command line and use their OCC command which has a lot of things you can do with it, but it's all RTFM. And like another wise, wise sage told me, it's a foot gun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems cool, though. It's all the things that you, you see when you read their material on the Nextcloud website, it, man, all that stuff looks like it'd be really cool to have working. It, it does. On the same instance. Mostly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I think we should call this Siri. We should should do another one to describe your other services you were talking about. Because I've got some other ones I'm going to be running in the meantime. Uh, We could do multiple de-googling episodes. Well, that'd be perfect. There's a lot of people that are thinking about this stuff. Maybe someone would benefit from listening to our experience. Messing around with the VPSs, or in my case, sometimes putting it on bare metal on-prem and turning off all the services you use at your house. And it still didn't help. It did not help. But it was uh, it was an experience. One thing we haven't really talked about is all the other ways to install it. And if you look at their website, um, they say you can just download the tarball untar it and 
put it in a web directory, create uh, a conf enabled file or a, a sites enabled uh, comp file in Apache and restart. And that is legitimately true. Really? What about not, the database? It creates it. It creates it. Uh, let me rephrase that. That's a horror. Probably ought to scratch that from the record. It does require, if you're going to use uh, MySQL or Maria, that you already have a database server running and that you have a database and a database user that it can talk to. It does not store a large percentage of uh, the information within that database. It has a directory folder, which by default install, installs to the web root that you install, that you untar the file to. Yeah, that's a it simple is, config change. It is definitely a simple config change to move it somewhere else, maybe to an external storage or someplace that maybe you don't want all the other uh, processes that can access those files to be able to read. Or God forbid you get angry and you 777 your entire web route to make something <laughs> work and all your stuff becomes world writable. Um, there's, there's just huge disadvantages of doing it that way, but it's pretty simple. And you don't even need to have a running SQL uh, instance of any kind if you want to use a SQLite database, which is the default option unless you enter a database, uh, some database credentials in a location for it to look for a Nextcloud or whatever you name it database. Again, though, that we've talked about before that these are foot guns. This it's pretty, yeah. I mean, it sounds really simple. When you're the way you're it, describing it, it is till you mess something up, <laughs> and then you have to remember that sequence of steps to redo it. Unless you were smart enough to take a snapshot, I was not, and I had to reconfigure it a bunch of times. Learning experience, yes. Good experience, no. But it was as simple as downloading the file, untarring it. Uh, changing the owner to the uh, web server. Creating a database with simple, probably less than 10 lines of command. And pointing the Nextcloud instance or pointing the directory to read from that database. That simple. A lot of other config options to make it more difficult and more likely to break. But it was very easy to install. It was actually a whole lot, sim whole lot simpler than I thought it'd be. I just think that most people that do it should use an appliance or the Snap Store because it's just too easy to mess up. And you remember reading those log files? Yeah, they're not helpful. E yeah, each in, in each one was. 20 lines long each air was 20 line, lines long and this is on a 4k monitor with a full screen terminal window but i mean hey learned a lot i've still got a running instance at home and um on a vps i know you have a similar setup yeah do you have any shares between the two i have not attempted to mess with that and that mostly has to do with not not wanting to open up any router ports from home. I you don't can want to have a that one IP. 
You're right. That would be completely super simple to do. And I should have just done that to begin with, but I didn't, I should try that though. Cause I do still have two functioning instances and just see how responsive it is. Sounds like you didn't have a great experience doing that. Yeah. No, it was fucking garbage. It was really awful. A one but gig it did file. eventually work. It was just, no, long. I accidentally, uh, restarted the jail. Cause I was like, Oh, the transfer is done. So I restarted the jail and the processing stage, whatever it had to process. I don't know. Well, why would it have to process anything? That part, uh, I screwed up because it thought it was writing to attach storage, which in this case was the other next cloud instance. And that storage it was writing or processing, whatever that is that disconnected. So I screwed it up. I just, after I realized what steaming hot garbage it was, I just didn't do it again. But the next time I do it, I'm going to do it the other way. I'm going to write the files into the local next cloud. So I can have like tens of terabytes locally that is accessible or servable from the other public next cloud really begs the question. Why don't I just open up my personal next cloud to the internet? But no, uh, yeah, I agree. I think it'd be better if I just like, if I really needed something to, stay online longer than my internet connection would, I'd be better off just dragging it out of, you know, straight out of that share to the remote instance directly and then serving it from that file system or put it in S3 and then I can serve it horizontally infinitely. It scales a lot better than a single instance. Yeah, no question there. It just seems like the more we talk about this, the more that we are, we're highlighting the ways it hasn't worked for us yet because we really haven't used it for a whole lot otherwise. Correct. Besides, besides just to find the limits. Well, yeah. we didn't know where the limits, but ended up being the limits. Yeah. I think it's a good spot to end. We'll do more de-googling stuff. Maybe talk about VPNs. Uh, there's a private paste bin that I want to run that has encrypted paste bin. That one seems pretty cool. So right on. Yep. this is a good place week. for a stay tuned. Bringyourwallet.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Bringyourwallet.com slash donate to support the show. Share the show. See you next week.